old souls, young souls, and all my damn souls in between. Welcome back to another week of Old Soul in the Young World with your host, Jesse Ellie. Do it. Guys, it is popping this week. We are getting realer than real. We have some mental health advocates, two young men from around the area who are making a change, breaking the stigma, and doing so much more. Welcome to the show, and thanks for being here. CEO and founder of Mental Health Declassified, Brandon, and business liaison, CP. What's popping, guys? Thank you. Hey, did I kill that intro? Killed it. Killed it. Like, damn, is anyone going to give me credit for killing that intro? Shit. Um, how are you guys feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling, Thank feeling. you for having us. Yes, I'm very excited. I'm going to pass this over so y'all can fill your cups. Um, but we have been talking about doing this for a little bit now. Sure. You know, as anyone who knows who has a podcast, a business, entrepreneurship, when you're trying to connect with people and y'all are busy and y'all right. are trying to build two lanes, sometimes it takes time. But we're so happy we could get them on to share this knowledge because they have some serious shit popping on their own podcast that we're about to get into. So can you guys kind of, I'm going to give you the reins, whoever wants to go first, but what is mental health declassified? Oh yeah. In general. Mental health declassified. Um, we're an umbrella for mental health. We're an umbrella for life. We're an umbrella for the people. So mm. when you think of mental health, it's everybody. It's everything and anything. So like, yes. you know, you having a that's good day, fire. that's good mental health. You having a bad day, you having bad mental health. So literally no matter we don't we try to break that stigma of, you know, you're struggling, you're crazy. If you're in the hospital, you're a crazy person. So, you know, we all go through stuff and we all have things going on. So right now, you know, this business is to, you know, break that stigma and show people that you can do the things you love and you're doing that because it makes you happy. Hey. And that's helping you improve your good mental health. Hey. Yeah, sure. And uh, to piggyback off that, um, it's really just breaking the boundaries and just being able to have that open conversation about our mental health and uh, what we're doing to actually help that. Uh, whether it's, it's our daily routines or it's the people we talk to or it's the jobs that we're doing, uh, making sure that it positive, uh, positively affects uh, each aspect of our lives. Facts, facts. That, that, that's facts. It's so important, um, especially in today's day and age and all the shit going on in the environment, like socially and just like racially and politically. Um, it's just been so high charged energy for the past, like, I mean, we could say a couple of years, but decades since the beginning of time since history has people have humans been struggling with this concept of mental health and I just want to say like when you were talking about um Brandon like being in the hospital and people like think you're crazy or whatever and it just made this thought come in my mind like we talk about health we talk about body health all the time right you go to the doctors to make sure you're healthy all this shit but as soon as we put the word mental in front of health it's a negative connotation. You know, if you go to the doctors and you get checked on your health on any other day, that's great. You're being healthy. You're getting, you know, regular routine, regular checkups. Do we do regular checkups on our mental health? Have we been taught or grown up to check on our mental? Never. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, it's like, you know, your mom's always like, did you schedule your physical? Did yeah. you, did you yeah. go take this? Did you right. go do that? Did you go to the dentist? Right. And it's as soon as like, you know, did you go see a therapist? No, Facts. no one's asking that. No one's saying those things because Facts. it's like we're so scared of it. But this is the strongest thing our, our body has, our brain. Like, Y'all think this was stronger than this, <laughs> like than our physical, than our physical bodies? Got to. This has, the, this has control to tell you like, yo, 
what are you going outside in that? Why are you looking like that? That fit is terrible. You're ugly. You're this. Like, yes. And we grow up with these things. And we yep. grow up with these stereotypes. And our brain will really tell us, like, yeah, no, <laughs> you're, yeah. You're, not, you're not it. Yeah. So it, it has the power. It really does. And it has the power to trick us sometimes as 100%. well. You know, because um, it can tell you you're not enough when you're damn sure are enough. Um, but we just, you know, we get caught in that cycle of self-doubt or anxiety or depression or all the things that fall under that umbrella of a healthy mental. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'll let you start off, CP. I'm just kind of, you know, let the people know, like, who is CP? Where'd you come from? <laughs> why, why are you even here? You know, how'd you get into mental health declassified? Who are you? Who are you, bro? <laughs> uh, well, name CP, full name Chris Felmon. Um come from foreign parents, uh, raised from Haiti, uh, moved here to the United States for a better life. Um, you know, that's So that right there starts my whole journey and really the essence of who I am and how I got brought up. Um, a lot of positive things that come in, in with that and a lot of negative things mm-hmm. come in with that. Um, grew up in Stone, Massachusetts, uh, Met Brandon. Shout out, <laughs> Stone. Stone. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to college, uh, still finishing. Uh, and then 2020, uh, just like everyone, was in a, kind of this uh, weird space. Um, so I'm trying to find myself. Uh, hopped into the a- a cannabis industry uh, during that time as well. We um, love to see it. Sorry, yep. I just got to call it out. <laughs> <laughs> With all my cannabis advocates out there, Shoot you know, up. really trying to get my information on there and uh, educate people as well on that. And then hopped on with uh, MHD, uh, which was a no-brainer, you know, uh, coming from my background and uh, just my understanding of life. Uh, I always knew that my mental and, you know, just my thought process on things was a little different. Mm-hmm. And I thought about things a little more than other people would. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the conversation around 2020 got bigger and bigger around mental health and really taking care of yourself, especially in that period, you know, we're all stuck in the house and you know, you're you stuck with alone. yourself. You're yeah. stuck with yourself. So yep. if you're not comfortable with yourself, you know, then you're, it's really going to show. Yeah. So I, that that right there was really a, a big thing driving me forward to joining MHG and what I'm doing today. Hey, we're so happy you did, and we're so happy to have you here. Thank you. Oh. How about you, Brandon? I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> a regular um, schmegular. <laughs> still trying to figure it out, but... Um, Aren't we all, though? You know? Yeah, so similar, you know, from Stoughton, Mass. Um, foreign background, so, you know, going to school, you're a different person, and then coming home, you're a different person, because it's yeah. just... And that right there is just personality disorders right there. You don't even think about it. Right. Um, so you're just like, you know, you're trying to be this person that you're not. And then when you come home, you're perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, mom. <laughs> Laundry's yeah. done. This is done. We're good. Um, but, yeah, so from an early age, you know, I feel like I was struggling early. I was diagnosed with with dys- dyslexia. There we go, stuttering and shit. <laughs> <laughs> dyslexia, um, you know, so I was always in the slow classes. I was in this. And, like, I, from there, I was just like, Okay, well, I'm stupid. I can't read. I can't do these things. Because I was labeled at a young age. Mm-hmm. Like, but I knew my potential deep down. Right. So growing up, you know, I kind of just identified through a sport. And that was basketball. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm not good in the classroom, I'm going to be the best on the court. Mm-hmm. So that's why I worked so hard to be so good at that. Um, so my whole life, you know, just playing basketball. Um, unfortunately, had co- 
traumas that came. So yeah. sophomore year of high school, I lost my grandmother. Junior year, I lost my other grandmother. Oh my my senior year, I lost my, I didn't lose my mom. Thank God. My mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. So wow, it was so just back to back stuff that like, it was just, and I never thought about it. I never talked about it. I never cried. I never did nothing. I just played basketball. Since I had basketball, it was like, that's my escape. So I went to, I was a high recruit. I ended up going to another school, you know, Nichols College. Went in, tore my ACL. So right there, it's like, all right. So Yo, the universe was already putting you on your path, even though you didn't know <laughs> Yo, it. Like on some me. crazy shit. Laying me. So <laughs> first year, tore my ACL. I'm young. I don't think about career-ending injuries. I can get back from this. Yeah. Second year, tore my, AC, my right ACL. So that's yeah. two ACLs right there. And right then, I'm like, okay, well, this is getting weird. What's going on in my head? Yeah. I can't now just be sad and go to the gym and shoot around. I'm stuck in my bed, so now I have to face these thoughts. I have no choice. Facts. Um, so right there, that's when I was like, okay, let me try to see a therapist. So I literally scheduled an appointment to go see a therapist three days before that. that that's fine. My, before my four boys got into a car accident and passed away. So it was like, what is going on? So I missed that therapy appointment, and I'm just... All this trauma is just now just coming. And I'm having nightmares. I'm in a car. I can't stop. And, like, I saw these boys right before the crash. And, like, my boy David came to me. He was like, what up, Brandon? Like, I'm coming to Nichols. I'm going to take all your shine, everything. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, I'll take you up next week to see the coaches. Like, nobody knows that. Like, I didn't think that was the last time. But it was like God was just telling me to go say bye. Right. So then that happens. So then I finally get into therapy, and I'm explaining all this stuff. And she's just looking at me like, oh, my God. I'm like, what? Like, I'm scared. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. Yeah. She's like, half the people in this world haven't been through half of this stuff, like, in years like that in a row. Like, that's not normal. Right. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's cool. So I got diagnosed with PTSD, depression, severe anxiety. Um, so then junior year coming back, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this basketball thing again. So mm -hmm. now I'm getting on the court. And at first, you know, my confidence is, like, unstoppable. I get the ball. I'm going by you. I'm shooting at will, whatever I want. Now I'm catching the ball and I'm freezing. And that's my PTSD. I had no idea. So now I'm going to therapy and I'm like, yo, what's going on? It comes out in like different forms She's that like, somebody may not even know. The squeaking of the shoes, right. the lights of the court, the ball bouncing, that will freeze you because right. your brain's like, no, not that again. Yeah. So every time I take a dribble, I'm like, oh my God. So that happens. So then just being a player coach, helping out during practice, you know, senior year, tried again, same thing, couldn't do it. And it was to the point where I like, I was so frustrated yeah. that one day I literally had a therapist on campus. I went to her and I was like, yeah, it's a terrible day, but, uh, you know, because like, I'm one of those people like you will never know. Like, yeah. I can fool you. I, you can be a doctor. You can be a therapist. Well, like, even when you're telling the story, you have, like, a smile on exactly. your face. Like, you're talking about, like, <laughs> such traumatic it's events. Like, it's, it's, that's but it's the, that barrier for you. That's how scary it is. Like, yeah. that's how scary all this mental health stuff is because I'm, look, I'm doing this with a smile on my face. And yeah. I'm doing that because I'm hiding back everything. Because yeah. if I say it, like, slower and with another tone, I might break down. I feel it. So, um... Went to her and I was like, yeah, it's a bad day, you know. She was like, okay, we, like, we got to go to the hospital. Like, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably the plan, but I got to go to practice first. She's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I got Priorities, girl. <laughs> so she's like, and like, like I said, obviously she's like mandated to like put me in the hospital right there. Yeah, But right. I was like, I'm so good at like, no, don't do that. So I went to practice and I went to my coach's office first and I was like, yo, like struggling and... I'm not going to be here today. Like, I was going to leave early. Yeah. And he, like, grabbed me, like, sit down. I was like, we're getting ready for the playoffs. Like, go be a coach because we got to win. And he was like, no, fuck all that. Talk to me right now. Like, we're human. And that was, like, the most biggest impact on my life right there because he sat down. A college coach 
senior, like it's my senior year. He sat down, I was like, I don't care about none of that. I'll be 30 minutes late. And he was just sitting there talking to me. That, and right that, there, I was just like, I broke down. I was talking to him, telling him like what's going on. Didn't want to be here no more. Um, and then after practice, I ended up just going to my room, locked the door. Like I had a plan. I was all set. I had the pills, poured it all out, put it in my mouth. And then one of my friends ended up calling me. Like it was like God. Like I was putting my phone on, like shut down, like turn it off. I got the call. Like, what are you doing? And like, obviously I was in a mess. I was a mess. All right, well I'm staying on the phone. Go out tell your roommates. Like we gotta get you to the hospital. So I ended up going to the hospital. That experience, that first experience was terrible. And I say that, I only share that because, you know, similar to therapist, therapy, you know, first experiences might not be the best, but you got to keep trying. You got to keep going. You got to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. so that first experience was terrible for me. I ended up going back home, whatever, transferred back home, finished online. And then 2021 came. and Same thing. I never faced these things. So I ended up right back in the hospital. This time I was at, I self-admitted myself. I stayed there for a week. It was the best time of my life. It was like arts and crafts. <laughs> um, I'm eating three times a day now, yeah, and I'm doing yeah. these things. And, like, from right there, like, we're all so close, my friend group. Like, and we know, like, we're all struggling. Right. We all knew this growing up yeah. at all times. It was just like, we're men. We're black. We can't talk about these things. We're supposed to be strong. We're athletes. We have no space for this. But after me going to the hospital and seeing that everybody here is just like me and we can all just relate because I don't have to know your story, but we're all here for a reason. We're all yeah. struggling. So right yeah, there, I was like, fun. we gotta do something at some capacity. What are we gonna name this? Mental Health Declassified, let's do it. Let's start a podcast. But there's so much more to do. Let's get some merch. Let's start doing different things. We're creating stickers. We're screen printing shirts. Now we have a website. Yes. Then we're like, but let's go bigger. Let's do a business. Let's partner with different people. So now we're partnering with basketball business. So now wow. they put on the camps, the clinics, and now we just come up with a table. We show up and we bring the mental health. We bring pamphlets, resources, early signs, cannabis side. There's a stigma with cannabis, right. but cannabis helps people. Yeah. So now you can think, you know, oh, you do drugs. You're, you're just like, it's bad for you. You're, you're not going to accomplish anything. Yeah. Nope, somebody could be using those gummies to sleep at night. Somebody could be using those. So we're partnering with every single business and any different person because you're doing this because you love this and you like that makes you brings you happiness. Yeah. So if I partner with a barber shop, it's because that barber uses that cutting hair to help him. Like Facts. if he's not cutting hair, because we all have loves. our outlets. Like we all have like, our yeah. therapies and our little things. And it's like when you talked about like basketball, you guys talked about like going through school, having your friends, having sports, having this. They're all outlets. You know exactly. what I'm saying? But we don't grow up understanding this is an outlet. Like when I was younger and I was painting or writing or like this and that, I didn't know those things were keeping me in check, keeping me in balance. Right. Because nobody tells you you need to keep yourself in check or balance, like we were saying. Um and Yo, I just have to just thank y'all. Thank y'all both for being here. Um, first of all, for representing um, young black men who are not able to talk about mental health, who are not able to even open up about their stories. Um, it's actually a huge issue in the U.S. and not even just in black men and white men and all men in between, all souls in between. Um, we are all struggling. Um, and Brandon, for you to even like 
confront that situation and put it on the table and to take something negative and to make it positive like that's what we're about on also young world that's why i started this platform so to be able to relate to two people from like a whole nother we come from completely opposite lives completely opposite families um everything genders like everything and i feel so like emotionally connected to y'all here do you know what i'm saying because like it could get me like i'm I'm trying not to get emotional but like the struggle you went through is a struggle that so many people go through and like we can't talk about it because we don't feel like it's safe for, for us to talk about things like this because you know what the thing is with mental health or issues or when you start talking about oh i was suicidal or oh i cut myself or i took pills or this or that it scares people it Definitely. scares people they don't they almost it's like it taints the image of you and they're like, oh, how do I talk to them now? Because they have a mental health issue and I don't want to like say something that's going to set them off or whatever. It's like, yo, I'm just a person. I'm just, I'm a regular ass person who was just struggling, who couldn't put all the thoughts together inside my head to like, okay, this is a track I had to go down. But admitting that shit and everybody listening in, like this is for you. Admitting that shit is the first step. You know what I mean? When you can acknowledge that you are different, that you have things inside your head that you cannot grasp, that you cannot put into one and it's tearing you in this direction, that direction, it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to say, that you're struggling right now that you need help right now you feel me and like to both of you like how many times have you had to admit to the people around you your friends your family like yo i need help right now or you might not even be here that's the biggest probably one of the biggest problems you know uh the people that you look to and you want to be strong in front of that's the people that is harder to tell that i'm not okay right now yeah and that and that right there is the conversation that we need to have. Just like you said, uh, connected up here. Facts. You know, this world is really about. We focus a lot on connecting physically, connecting on social media, but right here is where we're all the same. Yeah. Our thought processes, our the way we feel, the way we react towards certain things, is what really makes us all the same, and we can find connections through Facts. that. And you know, CP, like coming, like when I think about your story too, like from an immigrant family, like you're saying, like I have a lot of friends who have also come from immigrant families and like a very similar story that I've heard from a lot of men who I've spoken to, like there's this unspoken pressure that comes from that, like that you need to hold up the family, that you need to, you know, do more than what your parents did to overcompensate for like what you didn't have and the opportunities that they missed. And like, it even puts an added layer of, you know, you're a man already. So you need to like have that good job. You need to get that good degree or whatever it is. And like be the like head of the household and like live up to that as a man. And that's just what I see as a female from my male friends telling me would you guys say that's accurate and there's so much to that because they want all this for us and they don't even know what it looks like because you're talking about go get that degree you don't even you don't even know what that is like you don't know how and you're putting all this pressure on us like and we have no choice like my parents they when they came here they were taught you know keep your head down shut up and work like this is (laughs) like emotions don't matter feelings don't matter your thoughts put that aside but (laughs) the thing is that that's what worked for them to help them survive what they need to survive and you can't knock them because that's that's what got them to where they're at now to be able to put you in a position to be able to do that but at the end of the day the tools that are required 
to survive and thrive. Not only survive, but thrive in the United States, coming from a foreign country, being first generation um, um, immigrants, you know, is a big pressure because, you know, you're trying to live a life. Like you said, you're kind of living two lives. The moment I step out the door, I'm a different person than when I step in the door. And that big struggle right there, you would end up having feeling like you're you're crazy, like you're two different people right. every day. Um, and that that's just a pressure and just the thought of having to think about that every day, especially when you're a younger kid, the, they make you acknowledge that. Yeah. That's a big thing about foreign parents. They're gonna purposely make you acknowledge the fact that you have a purpose, that you have uh, a bigger uh, plan on here. And we put that plan in for right. you. So it's time to execute that. Yeah. So when you when you feel like you're not able to execute that in the way that you they want, as well as being able to execute it in the way you want, yeah. and that makes you happy, it makes a whole lot of conflict. Facts. And on top of that, still feeling like you're worthy enough, like you're good enough. Like, you know, we don't... We don't choose to be brought into this world. We don't choose to be born. We don't choose our parents. All we can choose is the steps that we take once we're conscious enough to realize that. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you're kind of, I've heard it said, like, you have two lives. Like, when you're, where you're born twice. You're born, and then you're reborn when you, like, find out why you're here. Mm-hmm. You know, when you find out what that purpose is. And um, a lot of the pressure that comes from society is financial, you know what I'm saying? And when we have to also being artists or souls who have emotions and mental health issues, we're having people in our lives pass away. We're having internal struggles that we can't speak about. And then on top of that, we're just having to live a regular life, go to school, get up, do the routine, make the money, like figure out how you're supposed to actually physically live but then in your mind, you're like, but how do I, how do, how does my mental live? How do I thrive? How do I be happy? You know what I'm saying? It's like this huge conversation in America based around like being happy. But like, what even is that? You know, because for happiness, that could be a million dollars to some person. For me, it could be like not feeling depression or anxiety for a day. You know, it's like, what is your, where does your values lie with that? So yeah, it's, it's, it's tough too, because all that stuff is just like you gotta go to job. You gotta get a job. You gotta make money. Like you're at that age, you have to pay these bills. You gotta do that car. Like you gotta get your tires changed. And like if we're <laughs> mentally just not there, like how do we continue to do it? And we mm-hmm. just kept as it's just, we keep moving backwards as we're trying to move forward, and it's just so hard. Yeah, I said it to my parents the other day. Like, listen, <laughs> like they tried their hardest to understand what mental health is and learn it, but it's so hard. They're years back. Yeah years back so I don't get mad at them when they don't understand and they say well we're trying we're trying I said it's fine it's just unfortunate like that our generation was a generation that we have to be the one to make the change on the front lines in a way you feel me like and I just want to relate to you like my dad came from a generation where he's always had mental issues and they that was not a question of like oh is there something wrong should you see a doctor and then fast forward to today's day and age you know I'm a grown woman now and my father's going because he's having anxiety or anxiety attacks or depression and not knowing what that is as a grown man because your whole life at at their age when they were growing up 
conversations about health of your mental was not a to- that was not a topic of conversation. It was not a thought of conversation. And now we're we're being raised by parents who have their own mental health issues, mm-hmm. who have their own problems. You know what I'm saying? And we're trying to come back around and teach them like yo, there is so much more. There is so much more to this universe than this world. Um, So much more to our purposes of being here, you know, but it's hard when you're in that intergenerational phase Mm -hmm. where you're trying to start being the leader, you know, and and kind of reversing the stigmas because that's really what it is. Um, A lot of them are just so scared. Like they don't, if they took the time to even think about all their traumas and pain, like a lot of them would just be hospitalized off rip. Yeah. So like they have to mask. They have. They don't have time to like. And it's just so sad to see. It's unfortunate. But I told them like it's it's on our generation to make sure our kids know facts. that it's okay. Facts. And, like we gotta we gotta facts, make facts, that facts, twist. Facts. It sucks that we have to go through it and try to educate our parents, but it is what it is. You know they tried their best. Yeah. But. And like you guys are actually actually doing that, and and you're putting that the words that you're talking about and that intangible idea of like reversing the cycle into action by starting Mental Health Declassified, which to everyone listening in is a dope podcast filled with positivity, motivation, every conversation filled with mental health aspects. If you're struggling, make sure you tune into their show. Um, But can you guys just like Tell me when you started mental health, and I guess Brandon, since you're like CEO, founder, and um, shout out Lee as well, um, who was a co-host on the podcast, but what was your initial intention when you started it? Like to use it to make a difference, to use it as a platform that you could speak on and like, and then grow it or kind of where did that start? Yeah. So for me, like I was a captain, I played basketball, I was always kind of a leader in that aspect so when i lost that like basketball role like people still listen to me yeah like, you know if i'm still training kids i got the respect so now knowing that me and all my boys are struggling if i can start a conversation it doesn't have to start with me they don't have to come to me and be like yo i'm struggling but maybe now they can go talk to somebody yeah. and now they're comfortable so for me it was like that's where it stemmed from like if i can do this my closest people my teammates my boys from home we can start the conversation because athletes, we already touched upon it. Like we're strong. We can't, we got to just go perform. Like it's the fourth quarter. Nobody cares if mm-hmm. you had a bad day last night. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about none of that. Just the playoffs. Like, so okay. that's, that's that mindset. So for me, it was just opening the door and the trickle effect of having one person share and next person share. So if I share today, hopefully someone that watches your platform can be like, okay, word. Now I can start. It's like start. that domino effect. Exactly. Yeah. So like once being that, an example makes an example for somebody else right. to be an example. Right. <laughs> once that starts happening, hopefully the doors just open and people feel more comfortable, feel safe. And like she mentioned, you know, we have an Instagram, like you can DM us at any time. We, we have theme posts. So like Sunday, self-care Sundays, yes, go see different it. routines, yes. you know, share your routine Mondays. That, that, we have um, prep talk post-it notes that we post on mm-hmm. Mondays and Wednesdays. Tuesdays is quick tip Tuesday. So it was like the factual stuff, like yeah. sourced and everything. Yeah. Thursdays is Thursday thoughts. Like, you know, how can you improve your mental health? Right. Comment, let us know. Right. Friday, family Friday, we like to shot someone else. It's those little daily exactly. reminders that are important. And like, it's not like, you know, and like anyone struggling with mental health, and I'm sure you guys understand this, it's not like you can get better in a day. Do you know what I mean? Like, and to even say the words get better, I don't even feel like I have been struggling since I was like, I told y'all in like fifth grade when I'm crying to my mom telling her I have a purpose and I don't know what's wrong with me and throughout 
high school, college, everything, still having this conversation, being upset and feeling like I'm unfulfilled, um, you know, going to therapists, being prescribed medication, rejecting the medication, using cannabis instead. Um, at one point I was self-harming. Like it was so many steps that led me to understanding like <laughs> mental health is just a forever process. You know what I mean? In this world, you know, everything is uh, about a quick fix, you know, fast food, everything gotta be fast. Results gotta be fast. And at the end of the day, you have a whole life to live and one day of doing something isn't necessarily gonna change a whole couple, whole years of history. On top of that, change the whole future of your history. Yeah. So it's really important to, you know, just keep plugging away every day and consistently. And whether, even if it's small, compound effect it's gonna add up eventually a hundred percent and you know i do want to mention the post-it notes that you guys were talking about um and just your social media in general like for me um mental health declassified is like a little vacation when i'm on social media like if i'm scrolling through my feed and it's like pictures and this and that blah blah, blah and then it's like you know, mental health declassified comes up and it's just positive. It's motivational. It stops me for a second and lets me reflect. You know what I mean? And something that you guys have brought up recently um, in some of your post-it note topics was using social media and the positive and negative effects of using social media and how, how do you even go about using that? And like, I just want to say like for myself and then let you guys, you know, roll off this however you want. Starting this podcast helped me fulfill my purpose to the point where I have been able to cope with my anxiety and depression more because I'm finally channeling it into something where I can speak and be an example and help others to speak out. That's what meant the most to me. You know what I mean? But there's people who are not able to do that and don't have that platform and don't have that outlet. So it's like, I don't know. I've, I'm just I'm just going off. So no, I feel like you have something to say. Go ahead. <laughs> no, the social media world, it, it's scary. It's, it's scary. Yes. It's real. And for young women, females, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like you guys are scrutinized and everything you do is right there. Like just to have that feeling of I can't step out without makeup or this or like that. And just because the world, how the world judges. Like false advertisement exactly. on social media, you just know, like, cause perfection. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that stuff will really hurt your mental and yeah. your, you know, even just the comments underneath, people are disgusting. Yeah. Like, why are you showing that? Why are you doing this? Oh, where's like, show you, like, show you ass more. Right. Like, it's disgusting. It's a scary world. And yeah. that just brings me back to like high school in general, like growing up and being a kid. High school's a scary world. God forbid you go to high school with a stain on your shirt. Yo, anything, <laughs> anything you get hated on. God forbid on. you yeah. wear the same fit on accident in right. a week. It's over. You don't have a cut. Like, it's stuff like that. And we're all a victim of it. And we've all been a bully a little bit in a yeah. way where we're like, and then you grow up and you like, that's not cool. It's mm -hmm. not okay. We got to start helping people. And then all that goes back to like the self-harming and stuff. Like me, for me, I just turned to tattoos. I would sit in that chair and just get a sleeve and just be like, no mm -hmm. pain. Like at the first, that sound is crazy. But <laughs> once they start, I'm just like numb. And all that stuff just, it comes from this whole world. And it starts with social media, especially for our generation, because yes. we see all this stuff and we want that stuff. We want those tattoos. We want those cars. We want that money. Yep. To you. Oh, I'm sorry. You just remind me. Do you mind? Sorry, before yeah, you right. go. I just want to jump in real quick. You remind me what I was going to say. So when I started this podcast, it was to be 
an example, mental health, to speak about my story, my purpose. I didn't realize at one point it was going to have to transition into a social media business. I didn't realize I was going to have to transition my old soul values and my mental health and the motivational speeches I have into real formats, into videos, into promotion. Um, and like that, I think was very difficult too. And like when you're trying, when you guys are trying to promote mental health to classified using a platform that can be toxic, but promoting positive content, you know? So it's, yeah. And I think for us, uh, for like our generation, our age group, you know, we somewhat got to, grew up a little bit without it and we tr it trickled we into our lives space growing up no myspace aol, MySpace. AOL. If don't know that, you're too young. Right. Uvu. Uh, is crazy. like i can remember when snapchat really came out facebook dropped you know and right. we didn't really understand even the power of it you know we're creating facebook accounts at uh, when we're sixth grade you know and we're talking crazy on there and we're saying stuff and you look back, you're like, uh, I was, was wild. Why was I saying that? Yeah. And, you know, we didn't it, it, we didn't actually understand the, how powerful it is and the effects of, of it all. And I can't even imagine in being a kid today, you know, how social media is, because right. I feel like it didn't really get to the, the point where it's at. Right now, until we got around high school, into it they're born into like, it. They are literally there's babies, there's family channels like the Ace Family or whatever. Like this is families that are raising their children on social media platforms on <laughs> to, YouTube to the point where I literally just had a meeting and was like, "We need to start a kids channel." See, because we're doing MHD TV, and you know we're having these you know sit down interviews, like mental health questions. We had two kids come on last week and. Now we're asking them, like, what do you think mental health means to you? Like, yeah. Just like simple questions, yeah. easy questions. I think and what crazy. was their responses like? It's just like cute, you know? Yeah. Well, I, when I'm emotional, when I'm sad or like it's different things like that. So yeah. like now we're thinking like, yo, let's get these kids on. Let's let's. Like really I'd be curious to see like what a 13, 14 or 15 year They're old smart. would say. They're yeah. smart and they, and earlier and earlier, they're more cognizant about what's going on and what's going around around them. And right. they're getting more tools than we've ever had yeah. as little kids. So they they don't know how to really use that and they're gonna end up abusing it because mm -hmm. that's just the way it is. And if they're not taught the right way to use it or in the right spaces to use it, it's always gonna be detriment to them. Yeah. People, people are getting canceled, shut down. So God forbid a kid, a kid says a wrong thing. Yeah at 13, 12, and when he's 25, it comes back up to hurt right, him. Right. And like these kids, they're growing up, YouTube in their face, it's all right there. You can right. search literally anything on YouTube. You well, can put the restrictions, but it's still hard. Facts, and to like piggyback off that as well, like um, the amount of violence in like, you know, this year alone, this year alone, um, statistically, like there have been more school shootings if you average it out. Like, I think it was like 11 per week and it's seven days in a week. So for this new year, we are literally having two, as so many mass shootings, we can't even count them on our hands. We can't even put them into the days of the week. And it, most of the shootings are 16, 17, 18 year old white young men. So right there, and then when you look into their stories, you look into them reaching out to people on social media literally begging for help, putting messages on social media, putting pictures of guns on social media. And like, I'm just wondering, like, from y'all perspective as young men, 
growing up wherever you grew up, whatever, like, do you feel like social media and the aspects of that are playing into like the gun violence issues that we have been having? Sure. It glorifies guns. And at the end of the day, there's an effect of even just putting this, the shooting on the news and being able to see it and over consumption inc- of and it. incite some, some kid that wasn't going to do it to do it now. Yeah. You got the, they, they think it's a competition. I think. Oh, you got 16? What? Let me go back out there and do something. Like, and then we loop back to the there. mental health question because what in their mind is putting them at that status where they're looking for that? Like, what outlet is that for them? It's because they don't know how to deal with it because nobody's fucking talking about it. So, like, when I go and I draw, go back to the drawing board of myself, I wish when I was in fifth grade, when I was in sixth grade, when I was in seventh grade, when I was in eighth grade, when I was an insecure young girl being judged, like you said, females, yo, we get it rough. Like, and young black men do as well. So like, we kind of on the same level, you feel me? In different ways. Um, But there's just so much pressure that goes on us. And like, I wish I had a class in school that was mental health. And I wish my teachers told me, it's okay that you're sad today. It's okay you came to school today and you're literally wiping your tears at your desk and trying to pretend so nobody else can see. It's okay that you're in eighth grade and you want to cut yourself because you don't know what to do with yourself. That's fine. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did nobody tell me as a young woman it was okay that I was sad? Why were they like, go see a therapist, go get, um, you know, pills, this or that. But in our educational school systems, we will not speak to our students about that. Like at all. Where that's is where that? it starts. Like I don't get that's where it we, that's where it starts. Where in think about it, you're in from elementary school and say even preschool to high school. You're in there eight plus hours a day. Never mind if you're playing sports after school. You're there till eight o'clock, seven o'clock. You're there the whole day. The people so you're around an environment that might not necessarily be good for you. You're <laughs> talking to adults that sometimes don't actually care about you. Don't actually they know how to talk to you. They, ha- they have their own issues. <laughs> but I mean, like, I know teachers that are going in now, they're 24. I'm thinking, I'm like, I had teachers that were 24. They were they were my age. Yeah. What uh, Like, how are they going to, they're re- dealing with their own stuff. How are they going to relate to what I'm doing? Exactly. So, and what was I going to say? Oh, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about old Paul Revere crossing the street 1962. <laughs> Take out my head. Classes. Like, yo, you teaching me stuff that I can't remember. Like, teach I me can't remember, myself. and I don't care about. Right. Why are we not talking about the stuff that matters? Managing emotions, understanding like the different things. Like, come on, like, and that's that was my goal too. To like, I want to get in the education system. I want to have after school programs. I want to talk to these kids like more because we're learning about stuff that is irrelevant. Right. X plus Z, and there's nothing I, I still getting us ready and preparing us for actual real life. Like, what entails that? Yeah, how to deal with down to how to deal with your emotions, how to deal with financials, how to deal with everything. Because all yeah. that, and, and the day is going to affect you Facts. in in a way. Whether you can't keep a checkbook, you, you don't know how to save money, or you can't pay your bills, right. it's going to affect you in your right. mental health. Whether you can't stay healthy, whether you're not eating right, whether you can't keep uh, you know a relationship with somebody because you haven't dealt with something. Right. That is all going to come back and circle back to you. Yep. And whether it's when you're 18, whether when it's 24, whether when it's your 40, Facts. it's going to hurt you. It's like that shit. It's like almost they don't want us to focus on that aspect because that aspect is systematically tied in to the plan, this plan. Because if, if 
you know, I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna just keep, I'm gonna just go. I'm like, hold on, I gotta keep this shit on time. But like, yeah. if we really go deep, deep, they don't want us to have those classes. They don't want us to have those teachers. They don't want us to have those mentors who are coming in as a young black man and talking to other young black men saying, it's okay that you feel this today. It's all right because I know the environment you came from. I know the pressure that's been put on you. And then for me, like if a woman took me aside and explained that to me, right? Maybe we wouldn't have the issues that we have today. But nobody wants to do that because at the end of the day, the United States, the government makes money off mental health. They make money off doctors prescribing people medications. They make money off our therapy sessions, off our health insurance, off us thinking that we're off. Do you feel me? Right. That Everything's shit is dollar bill ran over here. Everything is about money. And even it gets into the mindset of even when you're growing up as a kid, your parents, everything is about whether we have enough money to do this or not, whether you're, what you're doing is going to be able to get you a job that's going to make money. You're going to go to school, do these four years to go make money. Where does it actually be like about whether my life is where I want to be at, whether I'm in the relationships I want to be at, all that. Yeah. Exactly. Whether your mental aligns with your soul and your soul aligns with your body so that you can feel okay when you wake up. Because you know how many people wake up every morning and they legit wake up depressed? They literally wake up. I've had moments, I've had days today before we recorded the show, I was down. And I feel okay saying that. I'm okay to sit here and admit I was having a bad day today. I felt depressed today. I had to push through it today. I had a struggle today. I teared up a little bit before this today. And my producer said, yo, Jesse, you got to stop crying because your eyes are going to look weird on camera. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Everyone listening in who looks at us like, nobody's an idol. You feel me? No, even celebrities, even the people, the president, anyone you look up to, they're just people who have struggled, who have lost their own friends. You feel me? And right there, I have always had a, like a different perspective on celebrities and everyone's like, oh, there's the hype on this person. If I see this person, if I do this, if I achieve this, these are regular people. <laughs> I don't like LeBron is my idol like yo, but if i see lebron i'm be like, blood, like i'm be like yo lebron like how's your mental health <laughs> how are you doing cuz like i want to know these questions like these are regular people like and all that money's not going to change nothing and like we said earlier in the conversation we all struggle we all struggle we all struggle and like you said like this world is money 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 and from a young age like if you're in high school and or middle school or whatever and you don't, you can't afford a lunch you go to that lunch thing and they'll snatch that lunch from you <laughs> And it's embarrassing. It's defeating. It's disgusting. And then we're when talking we get about to, survival resources at that point. So why, why do you is something that, that you can't that you can't control? Your you parents' can't. financials is not something you can control, right? But it will affect your mental. Yeah. It will affect your emotional. And that's the thing. People don't acknowledge that the environment environment is the number one factor in mental health how you're raised where you're raised the amount of money that you come from where your parents came from how they treated you did they abuse you were you sexually assaulted do you know what i'm saying these are all questions that come into play but yet we don't want to talk about it exactly so exactly exactly, exactly. my question for y'all is through mental health declassified how are you cp and how are you brandon going to talk about this how are you going to change this what are your plans going forward for mhd um big thing is like like we've been doing is really helping people get the tools we're on the same journey as everyone so getting the tools ourselves and just 
regurgitating that back out to people and hoping people uh, tune in and listen. And, you know, whether it's just your mental health period and whether you're feeling sad today, whether it's you can't lose weight, whether it's uh, whatever it is, you know, all aspects of life entail and come back to you and into your mind. So really focusing on how we can amplify and and positively affect each aspect of your life. Like you said, financials, financials is a big thing. Uh, we have cannabis, uh, you know, helping people educate on what cannabis is, how it can help me and destigmatizing that uh, is a big thing. How many people we got in, in prisons and jails right now that let's talk, let's talk about that for a second. A father goes to jail for, for marijuana. His son don't have a father now. What do you think is going to happen to his mental health? Right. I mean, so it's everything comes back and we got to really just see the cycle of everything. 100%. Just blasting mental health on every single platform. Yes. Anywhere and everywhere. Because like I said in the beginning, it's everything you do. It controls you. If you don't have good mental health, you're not going to have good days. We have resources. It's at our fingertips. And if we got to be the ones to go put the resource package together, then we'll do that. Right. If we got to be the ones to tell this business that you got to be nicer or these kids, you got to be nicer or these bullies got like, we'll go do that. And we'll bring the cameras because with social media ran this today, we'll bring the cameras. We'll yeah. start the podcast. Yeah. We'll start the conversation. It doesn't yes. matter where or what we got to do. We're going to do it. Yo, I'm sorry. Right there. We'll start the conversation. And what we're doing today right here on Old Soul, Old Soul Young World by bringing MHD, OSYW together, like this is three mental health advocates coming together in one spot and being examples and being open and talk about it. So whether you're an also young world fam, you're an MHD fam, like we are here for y'all. You are not alone. You're not the only ones going through it. Like I said, we're from all three different homes, three different aspects, minds, mentals, bodies, but we're all here talking about the same struggle. We're all talking about the same mental health issues, you know, and that is what matters. Starting the conversation. And being the example, you know, uh, yes. really starting to be the example, yep. having the conversation from just people, you know, that that's one of the positives I would say about social media. If you want to put out a good message out there, people are going to be able to come and listen to that. People are searching for that. Yeah. You can, there's Google searches. You can tell uh, like the percentage of people, millions of people looking up Facts. what is depression? Yep. How do I get, uh, how do I uh, treat my PTSD? How do I treat this? Yep. There's people really looking for answers out yep. there. So really just pointing them to the right direction, I think is one of the biggest things we can do. That, that, that's and just fun. to wrap it all together, we're not experts, we're not therapists, but we're experts in our own stories. So obviously, you know, we still have learning to do. You, still, you think of OCD and you just think cleaning. No, there's so much more to OCD. You think of PTSD, you think of veteran sexual assault. There's so much more to that. Yes. So as we are learning, we're just going to keep putting that knowledge out there. Yeah. I don't know everything. Again, I'm an expert at my story. and I'm right. going to keep sharing that. But there's so much more. So if you're out there and you have resources, send them in. Like yes. on our resource document, it literally says if you have more resources and access to different things, 
please let us know so we can add this. Yes. We don't have it all, but we want to. And yeah. We want to learn. We want to help everyone. And I think off that, like mental health cannot be boxed in. It cannot be labeled. And we're still learning how to create that umbrella that you guys are doing. You know what I'm saying? Opening up the platform to be like, like you said, just because you have PTSD doesn't mean we're putting you in this box. Just because you have this doesn't mean we're labeling you or looking at you as this, as somebody who has an issue, somebody who is tainted. No, like it's open. We're, we're right. opening the platform so any younger generational kids are older, anybody listening in, y'all can come to us. Y'all can look for resources. We will be the examples. We will be the advocates for you if nobody else will be. Um, and, you know, to wrap it all together, to end off, I do have one more question before we put your plugs in. Um, I ask all my guests who come on the show. So, you know, however y'all want to answer this, wherever you come from, the struggles you've been through, the successes you've been through, what does it mean to you guys to be an old soul in a young world or just an old soul? I would say... <laughs> he goes, you got to go first, bro. <laughs> I would say I definitely feel like an old soul sometimes. And just like, again, like I said, my thought process, I felt like even as a kid, I felt like a little more mature in terms of thinking about where I'm at in my present right now and all aspects of that, you know, going to school, I'm interacting with my friends. And sometimes, you know, you overthink that. That that can be a big thing. But just even overthinking. Be, Sorry. Yeah, overthinking. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and just being able to um, being able to really have that conversation with yourself. I think that that's what really makes me an old soul to I'm fine. Like uh, sometimes I sound crazy, but I'll talk to myself and you know, that that's a good way to check in with myself because if you can't keep it real with yourself, who, who else is going to keep it real? with you? That, that, that's Yo, I'm trying not to scream right now. I'm like, I talk to myself every day. Every time I'm driving, before we start the show, I was like, you got this, Jesse. You got this today. You a bad bitch. You got this. You have to. And I'm going to challenge you to stop saying I might sound crazy because that's just regular. Everyone does it. We all do it. It's not crazy. It's normal stuff. Um, Crazy is the new normal. So it's you the know. new normal. Come on. You got to talk to yourself. <laughs> got to kick some. All right, well, we look good. We look good. But um, yeah, um, I'm going to sound mad corny right here. But my man Drake said it. Feeling young, but they treat me like the OG. You know, growing up, like I said, I always had a voice and a captain. Um, it was my freshman year. I came back to the gym once, and this kid had to be like 14 years old, and I'm like 18, 19. He might have been younger. And he was like, Brandon? And I was like, what's up, man? <laughs> he was like, what? Me and my dad, you, my dad used to take me to your games all high school. Like, we loved you. We still Shit. watch your highlights. And I'm just like, like that right there, like I'm young. But I'm like, I feel old because like at the end of the day, when you have a platform and people are looking up to you at any capacity, it's like, you got to be that old head. You got to be like, yo, don't do that. Don't do that. Do your homework. Stay in school. Like, you got to say those things. So like. I think we all have it in us. Mm. It's just, you know, we got to acknowledge it and be willing to be that role model to either your nieces and nephews, your cousins, any kids that are listening, anyone younger than you, and also be ready to listen to anybody okay. else above you that 100%. has something to say. And I'm open ears to anybody and everybody. And like, the way we run things at MHD, it's like, you have an idea, we're going to listen to you. I'm going to challenge you seven million times just to make sure, you know, you're thinking about every aspect, but we're going to run with it and we're going to do it. Yeah. And that's just how I like to do things and live my life. Hey, appreciate that. that. that that's fun.
And you know, guys, I want to give you a chance to let people know where they can find you, if they want to check you out, if they want to reach out, tune into the podcast or anything y'all got going on with cannabis, any events in the future, where can they look y'all up? Yeah, so um, on all social media platforms, Mental Health Declassified, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, Mental Health Declassified. We try to keep it simple for you guys. Um, <laughs> so basically everywhere, Mental Health Declassified. Um, tune into our YouTube. We have Twitter where we drop affirmations. We have the Instagram, that schedule going. We have a Facebook if you're an old head. Um, what else we got? What else we got? TikTok, we got TikTok. TikTok. We got it all. <laughs> TikTok's fire. Hop on the TikTok. Um, um, and then, yeah, CP with the cannabis side. So he's doing pop-ups. He can touch upon that more. And, you know, we're at events. We're vendoring. We're at a, a bunch coming up next weekend. And we just have so much coming. So much in store that I'm so excited for. So Hey. Yeah, um, you know, catch us on uh, all social media aspects. Um, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, Mental Health Declassified. Uh, check us out on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find us at uh, doing pop-ups at uh, local dispensaries all around Mass. Uh, we're bringing our cannabis guide with us. Hey, uh, can we get this little uh, pamphlet on camera? Yeah, hey. so we uh, partnered with a bunch of cannabis brands and Nurse Mark. Shout out Nurse Mark helping us uh, write that. Um, cannabis brands to educate people on you know what it is that, ment- that cannabis can do for you and your mental health, overall health. And, you know, where you can find these products and what products can help you. So, you know, helping us spread that. that, that that's fine. That's last, dope. My last message to anybody and everybody listening. Whatever you do in life, don't limit life to one thing. Don't don't box yourself in. Don't just be that athlete. Don't just be that singer. There's so much more to life. There's so many different opportunities. It's all at our fingertips. Reach out. You're not alone. You are loved. And there's always going to be somebody that's willing to talk. And if you feel like you're not loved, you have nobody, you have MHD. We're here. Our DMs are open. Anytime. Hit us up. Hey, and on that note, I don't think there's a better note to end on, y'all. Um, you know, we got into mental health today. There's This conversation could go on for hours and hours. And if y'all are listening in, you will understand that. And if you have the struggle yourself, you'll understand how deep the concept of mental health actually runs within our society, our generation, our school system, systematically, um, through your friends and your family. Check in. Check with the people around you. Ask them if they're okay. Ask them again if they're okay. Be like, it's okay to not be okay if you don't want to admit it. Because we all need that sometimes, guys. People to lift us up when we can't lift ourselves and be an example for everyone around you. If y'all are struggling, if you need help, reach out to MHD, check in with them on the weekly. They got some great affirmations for you and we're gonna get through this together. Like we said, you are not alone. And the first thing that comes first is mental health. Make sure you guys, Tune in with me again next week on Old Soul in the Young World with your host, Jesse Ellie.